you really think about healthcare, it's a big ecosystem. And, you know, how do you try to connect the dots of the delivery network? And a surgery center fits into that as part of the much broader banner network. And that's ultimately a big benefit to the surgery center and to the physicians involved. All the centers are branded as banner surgery center, which I think is a, a quality stamp. I think it gives patients and physicians more confidence in terms of the product that they'll receive. So it's, it's a great partnership. That's the whole point of a, a surgery center partnership in our model is that, you know, there's the health system partner, which is banner, the management company partner, which is Atlas, and then all the physician partners and everybody brings value and benefit to the relationship. This is the Providers, Properties, and Performance podcast, the podcast that brings together leaders in healthcare and investment real estate to consider the possibilities in future at the intersection of practicing medicine and healthcare real estate investment returns. Welcome to the Providers, Properties, and Performance podcast. I am your host, Trisha Talbot. As a healthcare real estate advisor to providers and investors, the best solutions occur when the two collaborate together as partners in delivering better patient care. Providers can deliver care to their patients when and where they need it, and investors realize the returns to build and manage facilities. We explore changes in medicine and wellness, the future of healthcare, and using real estate as a strategic and financial tool. Welcome to this week's episode of the Providers, Properties, and Performance podcast, where I interview Eric Burke, CEO of Atlas Healthcare Partners. Atlas owns and operates ambulatory surgery centers together with Banner Health throughout its markets. We talk about the ASC's role in the healthcare ecosystem, as well as Atlas's business model where it not only offers a convenient location for its patients and a lower cost of care for both the hospital and the patients, but also allows the physicians a convenient way to perform its cases, as well as be entrepreneurial investors in both the operation and the real estate. So welcome, Eric, and I hope you enjoy this interview. Thank you. Eric, welcome to the Providers, Properties, and Performance podcast. Thanks, Trisha. I appreciate it. So we initially met when you were with another ASC operator, and now you're with Atlas Healthcare Partners. So tell me the background of Atlas. Yeah, thanks. That's a good question. So my career has really been largely in outpatient surgery center development and management. We had an opportunity in 2018 to work with Banner Health. They were looking to develop an outpatient surgery center network and strategy and asked us, uh, me and my partner Vaughn, to start Atlas basically as a, a new company to be that partner for them. And as part of that partnership, we manage all of their surgery centers, which their markets are all of Arizona, primarily Phoenix and Tucson. But I do think that'll expand into other parts of Arizona over time, as well as Northern Colorado, the Greeley, Fort Collins, Loveland area. Banner's also acquired a hospital in Eastern Wyoming, which will probably be added to the market as well. So we manage their centers for them, which we can talk about in more detail. And then uh, we also help them with their surgery center strategy, which leads to the development of the network. Um, So we've helped them acquire multiple new centers to add to the network and then develop from a de novo greenfield standpoint, new centers. So our role is to develop, manage, and then co-own the centers with Banner and Physicians. Well, and I know many listening will already know uh, what an ASC does, but for those that don't, how does 
um, an outpatient surgery center operator like Atlas Healthcare Partners, Benefit Health System, you know, like Banner or Physician Group and owning and operating the Ambulatory Surgery Center um, or ASC for short? Yeah, that's a good question. So we provide the the day-to-day management and operations expertise and support. And so our team um, does everything operationally from helping to identify new physicians who are looking for a a place to do surgery. You know, the, the benefits of surgery centers are significant, but you know, they're they're convenient for the surgeon and the physicians as well as the patient. You don't have to go to typically a large hospital. There's easy parking, you're you're in and out. And so it's it's a very efficient, convenient experience for both physician and patient. And then it's um, high quality. You know, I believe that our quality in a lot of ways is um, is higher than what you'd find in an acute care setting because all we do is outpatient surgery, whereas hospitals obviously do other things. You know, there's higher risk of infection. There's obviously now with COVID, you know, I think we are, we're COVID free. We test all patients prior to day of uh, service. So I think we provide that, that quality that everybody's looking for. And then additionally, you know, it's, it's more affordable. The industry is really moving outpatient because of cost more than anything. The insurance companies obviously see that there's a, a savings opportunity for them. The patients are now being stuck with the bill more and more. So between co-insurance and deductibles, patients are becoming consumers and they're looking for lower cost options. And then physicians are, are able to invest into surgery centers. They're more convenient for the doctors, more efficient, plus they can have a financial return on their investment. So they, they believe that surgery centers are a better option for them more and more. And then the health systems themselves, Banner included, now sees that really healthcare is being delivered through a network and it doesn't all run through a centralized acute care hospital. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Banner is trying to build out a network of providers, you know, facilities and physicians and other clinicians that can treat you where you need to be treated. So, you know, the right price at the right time to keep you as healthy as possible. And Banner's also invested into insurance products themselves. And so that cost of care is, is now something that they're, they're motivated to really bring down as well. So what we do is provide the professional management of the surgery center. And there's a lot that goes into management of it. You know, we do everything from that support and oversight to <laughs> providing the, uh, the accounting, the financial reporting, um, the payroll, the legal support the compliance, the HR services, all the employees are Atlas employees, including the nurses, the the techs, everybody who works in the center is an Atlas employee. So we manage the HR, the benefits, uh, the payroll, everything that goes with that. The IT, we ensure that all the systems are in place and working properly. Um, Clinical support to ensure that that safety and quality is at the highest level. The marketing for the center to ensure that they can continue to grow, add more physicians, add more cases, manage care support, which is a really big benefit of the partnership with Banner, is that we're able to contract with the insurance companies as an affiliate of Banner Health, which allows us to, I think, have um, ultimately more size and scale when we're negotiating than as a single surgery center. But we provide that, that strategic expertise Purchase services, you know, how you contract for various services within the center, the revenue cycle, which is all the coding, billing, collections um, aspect, 
We also help with the supply chain, the physician credentialing, the the workforce management. So there's a lot that goes into managing a, a surgery center, and we provide that basically full service. And for um, a healthcare company like Banner, like you said, they're able to build a network, and I would think that it allows them to focus in the hospital on on those surgeries that need to be done in the hospital and really be able to specialize in those to drive up and have a, an expertise in those. And then also by partnering with ASC, don't you think that they get a more, more of a volume of surgeries than they, than capacity that they have at the hospitals as well? Yeah, exactly. I mean, hospitals have to provide care to all types of patients, both people needing surgery and everything else. And so, <laughs> you know, it's hard to be very specialized, obviously, in outpatient surgery when you're when you're built like that. So I think Banner and other health systems have realized that it's better to hire an expert who can be your partner and help really deliver that exceptional performance in that setting. And then they can obviously focus on running the hospitals, which is their core competency. And so it's a great partnership. You know, I think we all bring something to the table. Banner um, is an excellent partner. They the managed care I mentioned, that's a significant benefit. They also bring capital. They've helped us with financing of the centers. They guarantee the leases and the the loans that the centers take on, which is a major benefit for the physicians involved. They also have the capital to invest into centers, build centers. They align the centers with the Banner Health Network, which is becoming very large. You know, everything from the the primary care physicians to the employed surgeons. The employed surgeons are allowed to invest in the Banner Surgery Centers. That was my next question. <laughs> yeah, which yeah. You know, that, that is actually really unique. A lot of health right. systems don't, don't allow that. But it, it really creates kind of a level playing field where it's helped Banner to um, recruit more surgeons that want to be employed, as well as retain those physicians within their within their group. Because those physicians can then you know, have an additional income stream and, and see that Banner, you know, is, is maybe a little bit more leading edge, actually, in, in terms of how to look at at your practice. So we've, you know, I think kind of connected the dots. If you really think about healthcare, it's a big ecosystem. And, you know, how do you try to connect the dots of the delivery network? And the surgery center fits into that as part of the much broader banner network. And that's ultimately a big benefit to the surgery center and to the physicians involved. All the centers are branded as banner surgery center, which I think is a a quality stamp. I think it gives patients and physicians more confidence in terms of the product that they'll receive. So it's, it's a great partnership. That's the whole point of a, a surgery center partnership in our model is that, you know, there's the health system partner, which is Banner, the management company partner, which is Atlas, and then all the physician partners. And everybody brings value and benefit to the relationship. Do you have specific ASCs for specific type of surgeries or are they multi-surgery or do you have some that are orthopedics some that maybe do other things? Yeah, so that's a good question. You know, the best way to look at a surgery center is it's its own business. So they're all separate businesses. They all have their own LLC, their own tax ID, and each one needs to have its own strategy. And the best success model, in my opinion, is that you find the right surgeons who want to invest into that. In our model, the, the surgeons can own up to 49% of the center. And then the reason for the 51% is that Banner can then contract you know, with their managed care on behalf of the center. And so that's a strong financial benefit. But the physicians then get to really have a lot of involvement in the strategy and the success of the center as 49% owners. 
And so it kind of depends, you know, in terms of um, some centers are large multi-specialty centers, the ones closer to big hospital campuses. But we also have others that are very focused on doing just GI, for example, or just orthopedics or just pain management. We are opening two that are going to be just cardiovascular focused, which is a very emerging service line from an outpatient standpoint. So it really depends on the strategy of that center. And then you work together to optimize the, the, the strategy. And uh, where are some geographic areas that Atlas is targeting for growth? Yeah, so I think, you know, being a relatively new company, we focused really just on obviously banner markets, which Phoenix has been a major focus. Phoenix is a huge, <laughs> huge area. I would say, yeah. And tons of opportunity. When we started, we kind of took over the eight original banner centers. Six of them were in Phoenix. And we now, of the, the eight, has grown to 18. And then by the end of this year, we'll actually be at 25 centers. And we've done that by growing all markets. So Phoenix has grown significantly, you know, from east to west, north to south. Tucson, we now have two centers in Tucson, which they didn't have any previously. And we now have three centers in northern Colorado, and they started with two. So we really are looking at each market and, and growing each one. Uh, I think there's lots of opportunity all across the board. And when Atlas is considering a site, what are some of the key ingredients you look for to make a site attractive? Yeah, the number one thing is position convenience. You want it to be easy for the, the physicians because that's ultimately our job is to provide a, a service to the doctors. You know, they're using this center to do surgery. And so you want it to be um, obviously convenient for them, easy to get in and get out. Best case scenario, it's in the same building as their practice. That's the ultimate inconvenience and efficiency. But you don't want to have to, you know, get in your car and drive through traffic to get to your surgery center. A lot of times they're located near hospitals too, because, um, you know, the doctor's going to be on campus for other things and they can do their surgery while they're on campus. Convenience is the number one factor. Yeah, and I, I think I've said this in another interview as well. The, you want a surgeon, you know, if they're focused on surgery for the day, to be focused on surgery for the day and, you know, just do that kind of like muscle memory for an athlete. You just want to, you know, you want to keep them focused so that they, yeah. you know, keep perfecting their craft. Yeah, time is money for doctors. I mean, that's that's ultimately how they make their living. And so you want to help them be as efficient as possible and really come in. And that's what surgery centers well is they're very focused you know you come in you do your cases and then you go on to the next thing that you have to do that day whether it's clinic or time with your family or you know rounding at the hospital but when you're in our center we want it to be very efficient for you so you have a good use of your time absolutely and so does atlas prefer to build facilities from the ground up redevelop existing facilities or lease properties all the above really you know i think we Again, kind of look at the strategy as well as the um, the positions that we're working with. We've done everything from build new medical office buildings, you know, with partners, obviously developers and real estate brokers. But you know, develop a new greenfield MOB that a surgery center would be part of. We have a couple of those projects underway. So that's a tenant improvement on the surgery center side. The surgery center is typically the uh, the tenant, and they'll sign a lease. The physicians can also participate on the on the real estate side through a separate ownership entity. So that gives them another investment opportunity, another income stream. Um, but typically the surgery center is just a tenant in, in a building. Generally, it doesn't make sense to build just a standalone surgery center. When you think about, you know, the, the cost of land, the, the site 
cost, the core and shell costs, it's better to share those costs with other other tenants. Uh, so typically we're a, in a medical office building. We do go in and um, take over closed surgery centers if there's a strategy to do that. Sometimes you got to bring them up to code, you know, which is definitely a, something to look into. You got to be careful, you know, with all the different regulatory requirements. But we can help bring them up to code, get them reopened. And then we've acquired a lot of centers too, where somebody else has actually developed them, opened them, and then we go and buy in as, as investors and partners. So you touched on regulation with not only, you know, uh, you were talking about space, but how has healthcare policy and regulation just affected the ownership and structure and operation of an ASC and reimbursements and all of that? Yeah, that's no, a great question. And it's, you know, crystal ball probably, but <laughs> I think surgery centers are very well positioned. I, I can't think of a business that could maybe be better positioned because everything is moving outpatient. The federal government very much like surgery centers, they they use Medicare reimbursement to incentivize shift out of hospitals. CMS or, or Medicare pays a surgery center about 60% of what it pays a hospital for the exact same case yeah. um, because hospitals have other, other overhead and other services. And so it's just more expensive, but you know, the government sees that they're trying to push things more and more outpatients. So total joints, you know, we're starting to do a lot of outpatient same day, total knees, total hips, total shoulders. Cardiovascular is a great example of formerly high acuity cases that are still high acuity, but it can be done safely, you know, with the proper equipment, proper technique in a surgery center at a much lower price point. Um, spine, you know, pretty high acuity spine is now becoming very common in surgery centers. It's kind of a, <laughs> um, a race, you know, a lot of times like the Medicare and the commercial payers all see the opportunity to reduce costs. And so they're both really incentivizing surgery centers to do more and more, which is a great place to be for us. Arizona is a very business-friendly state at this point from a regulatory standpoint. So it's, it's relatively, it's not very onerous, I'd say, to get a license to operate. Uh, Medicare has certification requirements that you have to meet in order to be Medicare certified. We are all accredited in our centers through third-party accreditation. We use the Joint Commission. And then the payers have their requirements. But I think that's the benefit of working with Banner and Atlas is we have that expertise. You know, that, that's kind of the minimum requirement. We know how to go above and beyond to ensure that we can remain fully compliant. And um, when you're trying to get all of these physicians input, you know, allow for a free flow of information and stuff. So how do you how do you manage that and manage and administer physicians input on, you know, the ASC operations and its facilities? And for each one, which will have different partners. <laughs> yeah, no, that's, that's actually the fun part, in my opinion, is um, they are partnerships. And I think if you look at them as partnerships, they can be very you know, fun and fulfilling for everybody. So our structure is that um, the physicians actually appoint or elect other physician investors of, of the partnership to be on a board. And so they're, they're limited liability companies um, that's managed by a, a group of managers. And so the physicians elect their managers to be on the board. Banner Atlas has its managers on the board. And then there's an operating agreement <clears throat> that spells out, you know, how you vote. You know, what are the decisions that the board has to approve at a majority level versus a supermajority level? So the doctors are ultimately um, confident that they have a lot of control and input over the direction of the business, the financial performance, the operational decisions. And that's key in my mind is that the doctors are truly engaged and have the 
the input and control that they need to ensure that it's a good investment, but it's also a good place to work. And so when you structure it right, it can be, you know, very successful for, for everybody. You know, talking about how ASCs got started, and this is probably a chicken and egg question, but you know, do you think the physicians, uh, you know, they, they saw that their patients needed these surgeries and, you know, needed a lower cost option as well as the convenience for them to be able to provide more surgeries and, you know, maybe not get bumped in the hospital for higher acuity. Um, do you think that they were, you know, both of those factors helped create AASC? Yeah, absolutely. I think physicians are very entrepreneurial by nature and I think they, they don't like to waste their time. Right. And so when you're sitting around waiting for a room to be turned over or, you know, an inpatient case or a trauma case to, to finish, you're, you're not making money as a doctor, right. you know, and so that's, that's not good for your, your business. And I think doctors are, you know, they understand better than anybody what it takes to provide great care. And so, you know, they want to have some input and control over how to, how to provide that care in terms of um, going to a facility that's safe and high quality, a facility that takes care of their patients from a, a customer standpoint, a facility that has the right equipment, the right staff. And so those are really important decisions for them as, as business owners. Um, and so I think that's where surgery centers come in is they have that input and control. They can choose where they go, um, including to their own center. So I think it's a great solution for everybody. In the next three to five years, where do you see the growth of the ASC market? And would it be the same without having gone through the pandemic? Yeah, I think it's a great question. Um, I think the growth is is going to continue to be very, very strong. Medicare has eliminated the inpatient only list. It's being phased out, but I think by 23 or something, there won't be an inpatient only list. Um, and so more and more cases will be eligible for surgery centers as, you know, again, um, technology and medicine continue to advance. And then the, the commercial payers are getting to the point where they won't even authorize outpatient cases in a hospital anymore, unless you can prove medical necessity. There's always some percentage, and it's usually pretty small, you know, 10, 15% of the population that due to comorbidities or other conditions aren't safe in a surgery center. Um, but it's a very small number in general for most specialties. Everybody else is really going to be probably required here soon to be done in a surgery center. And I think it's actually a good thing for, for all involved. It's lower cost. It's safe. It's high quality. Um, it makes our system more efficient. So I think the growth is just everything's so well positioned for continued growth. And that's why the health systems like Banner are now um, get on board. They, they want to be part of that. It's, it's an opportunity to maintain the business they have, but then also gain new market share. The more they align with surgeons, and that's that's the beauty of our model is um, we work equally with employed physicians and independent physicians. Um, so that, that way you have that flexibility of choosing what's right for you. There's pros and cons, obviously, on both sides. But you know, in our surgery centers, you make that choice and you can come to our surgery centers and have that relationship with Banner, um, regardless of employment or not which I think is a, it's a great thing for the doctors. Absolutely. Well, Eric, we're going to move into the uh, getting to know you part of this uh, interview, get a little bit information about your leadership style. So what was your first job? I had a lot of jobs, you know, in high school and college that I'll, I'll spare you those details. We probably <laughs> did those jobs, but um, my first real job out of college was working for Deloitte in public accounting. So went to business school, you know, which, 
I didn't know exactly what I wanted to do, but glad I went to business school. I majored in finance and then had a master's in accounting. And then uh, Deloitte was a great first um, exposure to the real world, you know, in terms of working with large Fortune 500 companies in a very professional environment. I didn't love accounting or public accounting. So I had a cool opportunity to come up to work for a small surgery center management development company. Um, that's how I got into the industry and really learned from the development side of the business, uh, how to work with health systems and positions, and uh, just kind of stayed in it and grew it to the point where I could start my own company. What would you be doing for a living if you were not a leader in the healthcare industry? I don't know. That's a great question. I go back and forth between uh, ski ski instructor, ski bum, maybe. Sounds pretty good. Or uh, I've always enjoyed construction. I think building something is is pretty cool. And so I, I enjoy working on the, the uh, construction side of things. When we build centers, it's always been pretty interesting to me. So you're, you, you visit sites and look at the plans and involved in that? Yeah, I, I did for a while in, in one of my previous roles. And uh, I just thought it was fun. You, you take it from concepts through the planning, through the actual building, and then you turn it over to somebody to operate it. And I just really enjoyed that process. It was cool. Yeah. yeah. Who or what are you reading or listening to right now for news, information, or inspiration? Yeah, I try to read, you know, business books that aren't too boring, but um, I read uh, it's called Delivering Happiness by the CEO of Zappos. Our business is all about customer service, you know, probably just like yours and just like doctors actually. But the whole book was about how to create culture that's focused on providing exceptional customer service. And so that's what we're really trying to build Atlas around is um, great culture, great place to work that's then built on our mission, which is to provide exceptional care to every patient and outstanding customer service to every patient and every doctor. And so it's really, it's a service business. And just to learn about how other companies like Zappos have done that was interesting. That's interesting, delivering happiness, which is, yeah. Getting shoes delivered to you where you don't have to go try them on is definitely convenient. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. What is one thing you do every day for healthy self-care? So I, (laughs) this is really important to me. I, uh, I get up every morning from eight to nine. I have an elliptical and I jog on that. And it's so important just to, you know, it's good for your aerobic health, but just your mental health too, you know, kind of keeps that stress level manageable. And so I do it every single day um, during the week and then on the weekend. Then I, I do other things for strength training and so forth. But, you know, it's just more than anything, it's that mental stress management that I, I need that. <laughs> Trying to turn your brain off for a little bit. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Um, are leaders born or trained? That's a great question. Um, you know, we're constantly trying to hire the right people. That's, that's the most important thing I think that we can do. And so I, I interviewed a guy today and I was, my question is what makes you a great leader? And I think you have to be born with some traits and some abilities, but I think you can then develop, obviously develop those abilities and hone them. We've actually recently just hired a uh, leadership development person for Atlas because it's that important, you know, leadership is everything. And uh, we want to ultimately help our, our leaders at any level continue to become better leaders. I think everybody can improve. So I think you have to have the ability and the, and the, the interest in doing it. It's not easy. You know, there's a lot of downsides that come with it, but if you have that ability and that passion for it, then I think people can get better as they, as they develop. 
Yeah, it's, I think it's continuous learning. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. Well, Eric, thank you for your time. This has been a wonderful interview. I, I really appreciate it. Yeah, likewise. Appreciate your time and thanks for the invitation. I'm grateful for you tuning in to the Providers, Properties, and Performance podcast. If you enjoyed it, please subscribe, rate, review, and share the podcast with others. As a disclaimer, this podcast is intended for educational and entertainment purposes only and not intended for specific real estate investment advice.